Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio. Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. It's been a week which has seen England beat Australia for the sixth time this summer. So time to concentrate on what should be a real contest. Oh, hello, we're at it already. That's coming our way, all the way. Oh, everyone's a winner. Yep, it's all about England against India for the next couple of months. And we will preview the upcoming limited overs series with top Indian journalist Chaitan Narula. We'll have a little bit of a look at some county cricket that's been going on around the circuit, as well as Hampshire being crowned one-day kings. Hampshire it is, the first trophy for six years, Billings cannot produce a miracle, Hampshire have won this game convincingly. Hampshire's Sam Northeast joins us on the show. We'll also be joined by Notts Outlaws Ish Sodi to talk about the challenge he and Nottinghamshire face this season, defending their T20 crown. And we'll be talking about the return of Steve Smith and David Warner and celebrating another tournament win for the England ladies. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2 with myself and Johnny Norman. How are you, Johnny? I'm all right, Goppe. Good lad, good lad. What a week I've had, mate. We, listen, I've got more air miles in. I wish I had a card for my air miles. <laughs> well, you don't have a card for air miles. Well, I do, but I've got different airlines. I'm not one to just keep going the same old, same old, same old. Well, that's the problem when yeah. you go all over the world, different places. I'm sure yeah. that some of the airlines don't travel to Russia or Silly Isles or <laughs> Dubai. Yeah, uh, Silly Travel, travel to the oh, Silly Isles. I don't go. have many options, mate. Well, shall we uh, Shall we concentrate on a bit of cricket? Because whilst you're away, and I know you saw the game, or it might have been just as before you left, actually, England beat Australia for the sixth time in a row this summer. A T20, uh, England finishing 221 for five. Joss Butler moving up the order, hitting 61 from 30. Jason Roy, 44. Hales, 49. Um, and uh, apart from Aaron Finch hitting 84, and Ashton Agar with a few runs down the order, it uh, didn't come close. Jordan, though, I thought impressed, three for 42. Mm. And Rashid again. Excellent, three for twenty-seven. Um, I think Australia have left now. They've beaten Pakistan. They've, you know, I think that they're like a lot of England teams who've toured Australia in the past. Um, just relieved to get out of the country. Um, I, I bet did. they couldn't wait, mate. I mean, a few of them are going to be playing, uh, doing the uh, Vitality Blast, aren't they, for some of the counties? I think a few of their uh, better. Uh, players and a, and a few players who are not in their T20 tournament who are going to be playing in the blast. Uh, most of them will go off now and play all with the uh, Australia A team. I think they're going on a small trip, and most of them are playing for the playing for the futures. Uh, we talked about it last week. 
um, at least seven are going to get kicked out of their one-day squad. At least seven. Mm. And I think in their T20, it's a it's better settled. I thought it was a decent performance from him chasing there. Finch played beautifully, 84 off just 41 balls. But it was all about Josh Butler again. The form he's in. What is it now? The fastest T20-50 by an Englishman. Um, 22 balls. Great striking at the top of the the order. I'm not so sure though. I feel a bit for Bearstow there, dropping down way down the order. And the interesting selection uh, dilemma moving forward in T20 cricket would what happens to Joe Root? I've seen uh, some reports over the past few days, but they're saying, well, it might be time for Joe Root to step down from yeah, T20 rubbish. and concentrate on 50 overs rubbish. and test cricket. Absolutely. I agree with you, rubbish. But the the stories are out there. Just because he doesn't play the same way as Hales, as Morgan, as Butler, as Roy, mm. as Bairstow. Yeah, but can you can you remember? Um, it wasn't that long ago that uh, Joe Root led England to that. What was it? Two hundred twenty odd against South Africa in the World T Twenty. You know, in a make or break game. I, I, of course, you're going to have Butler up there. Of course, you're going to have Roy. But for me, Root gets in that team every time. Because he does. He, he, he has to play in that team, and I think it's such a well balanced team. I think what they're panicking about is people are trying to find a way to get Stokes into the side. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. That, that's what it's all like. Let's let's be honest. This is what it's all uh, all down to. It's trying to get Stokes in. If we're going to be honest, the one player that's going to get replaced out of that current team is going to be Willie at this moment in time. Yeah. I know he offers you that left arm. Uh, option, but when you've got Plunkett, who's such a good performer and wicket taker in T20, you've got Jordan, who's had a good summer actually, good mm. winter, and then a decent summer playing for the Lions, where he's been taking wickets. And when you've got the Spin Twins, Ali and Rashid, who have been absolutely outstanding now for such a long period, so that's that's the way in for Stokes into the T20. I can't see Wokes getting in the T20 side. I can see him getting in the 50 or the but not the T20. Uh, what's, what's your feelings about international T20? Because, you know, we're going to be playing a lot more of it over the next four years. Having had a look at the FTP, the, uh, the, the, the schedule for all cricket over the next four years, up until 2023, actually, from 2019. You know, there's going to be a reduction in tests. There's going to be a reduction in ODIs. We're not going to see these seven-match ODI series anymore, thank God. But we are going to see a lot more international T20, double, actually, of the amount that we've seen. Well, that's India's dominance, isn't it? I mean, mm. their board is a very, very powerful board. And we, we've seen with the IPL, um, that's where the future is for India. That's where they see the money coming in. And um, we're going to play more T20 because that's where they see the money uh, dominating the game. I do like it. I want to see, because with the franchises, yeah, the clubs can bid for these players and they get them playing the owner if he wants to, to be seen with the best players, he just goes and buys them. But I want to see world teams as well. I want to see an England versus an Australia. I want to see the coach going round and, and people who were rewarded for playing in their domestic league and doing well. And that's where Australia have come. Um, they found it difficult because what Australia did, Dizzy told us this last week, mm. they picked their 50 overside on their blast performances, yeah. on their T20 uh, performances, the Big Bash. And it's not the way to go because they're three different games, aren't they? They're well, they... three totally, totally different games. Over 20 overs, I think it's a certain type of player that that can come in and can dominate. In 50 overs, I think you have to be able to play test cricket to play that 50 over game. I really do because I think it's closer to the test cricket than, than, than the T20 option. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, I, I've international T20 leaves me a bit cold, to be honest. Um, I'd rather see uh, more tests. Obviously, I'd actually rather see one more one day uh, cricket um, and leave the T20s to the uh, to the franchises to the domestic tournaments. But you know what? Uh, what... But then, then you're not rewarding the players, though. So, so it's like the Vitality Blast, which we've got coming up uh, this summer, which is already, by the way. Uh, got f- uh, record sales and it pre-sales yeah. coming into it. So this is a <laughs> this is a calling uh, f- for the ECB as as it is. But surely you want to reward the players who do well domestically by playing for their country in T20 tournaments and T20 internationals. Uh, surely I've, you want. I've that. got I've got no problem with T20 tournaments uh, and no problem with T20 being played in tournament years. But you know England more often than not use T20s against whoever just to just to mix things around anyway, because it's not like the best players can play 12 months a year. Um, look, this is a, a conversation we can have uh, later in the show, maybe throughout the summer, actually, because there was another sporting spectacle at the weekend, the Royal London One Day Cup final held at Lords, a bit earlier than uh, back in your day, mate. In fact, a bit earlier than it was last year. Uh, Hampshire, though, 
uh, losing the toss and asked to bat first and they said thank you very much. Uh, they racked up a score thanks to Riley Russo, uh, Alsop and also our next guest, Sam Northeast, and uh, had just about enough uh, on the board to see off Sam's former county, Kent. I'm pleased to say that Sam joins us on the show now. Thanks for joining us, Sam. Um, it must have been some weekend and uh, I suppose some justification for making that uh, that move from Kent to Hampshire. You wanted to win silverware. You wanted to put yourself uh, in the focus and you scored some big runs at the weekend. It must have been... Uh, it must have been pretty good celebrations on Saturday night through to Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, it was, um, it was a fantastic day. It was a, a great atmosphere, and um, I mean, Hampshire team and, and staff have made me so welcome at the club. It's a, it's a great club, and uh, I think we played some terrific cricket through the whole of the one-day competition. And uh, and on the weekend, I thought we you know to, to put three thirds on the board at highest. Photo at Lords in the final um, was great, and I think it was going to be always going to be a big, uh, big ask for Kent to chase that down. I think that's one thing you've always done, haven't you, um, uh, Sammy's? But ju- this season in one day cricket, especially that tournament, the Royal London Cup, you've had a player who's gone and got a big one every single game, and and when you have what one player in your team does that, it, you can't. Well, it wins your matches, doesn't it? As it's proven. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Vincey's been in great touch, and and mm. Riley as well. So. I think there's in that sort of top four or five, there's always a player who can go on and make that big score. And then you know, if we put runs on the board and then we've got Mason and, and Dorse through the middle with spin, I think that spin's been crucial as well to really sort of squeeze the life out of the opposition throughout the middle. Dorse is bowling extremely well. Um, so that's sort of the game plan, really, is to just get that score on the board and then uh, and then put a lot of pressure on them. How's Mason um, Crane come back from it? I mean, a lot. I thought there was too much pressure on him this winter. I don't think he should have gone to Australia. He came back with the injury. He's obviously a talented youngster, but um, what's his confidence like at the moment? Because it's been a, a, another bit start season for him with the injuries, um, confidence being knocked in the winter. But is he getting back to his best? Well, I think I think um, that was going to be his last game of the year. Actually, oh. he had another stress fracture, and yeah, they they injected him for the weekend just to get him through that. So he's had a terrible season with injury. Um, it's really unfortunate after making his debut, um, but he is, you know he's another one you probably add to the list of, of Bess and, and Leach and um, and Verdi at Surrey. There's, there's a lot of good young spinners around, and actually the future looks pretty good in that department. Uh, Sam, there were a few boos when you walked to the crease. Were you expecting that, or uh, are you a bit disappointed by by the uh, the w- the welcome from the team that you obviously represented for so many years? Yeah, it was a bit strange. Um, it was, uh, I think, it actually, sort of settled me down. Actually, when I sort of got the boos, you sort of then want to go out and prove a bit of a point. But um, I, I think that when so we probably could have handled the move better, obviously, sort of both sides and parties when it happened and. There's probably a little bit of sort of bitterness still there, but um, no, I've, you know, I've got no hard feelings uh, about Kent and and uh, and the move. And as I said earlier, I think you know Hampshire is such a fantastic club, and and I'm really happy to be playing there. And some of the guys involved at Hampshire, Rob Bromsgrave, known him years, absolutely diamond of a, a, a guy. And then Craig White, one of my best mates in the game, uh, so pleased for him as well. I mean, how was he? Did he actually talk uh, after the final? Because he's quite a quiet lad. Yeah, talks. He's quite a nervous watcher at times, yeah. but um, he's a brilliant man. He's been fantastic for us, and actually, he does. He keeps you so um, so calm and down to earth. Um, he's great. The celebrations are brilliant. As I said, there's so many good people at the club um, doing the right things, and uh, it's definitely managed really well. Uh, Sam, the uh, attention now, I suppose, onto the uh, the blast, vitality blast this year, and I suppose uh, full of confidence that you can replicate the uh, the, the twenty over form off the back of a successful 50-over campaign. Yeah, absolutely. The confidence is high, and we had some good quality uh, to the squad with Majib and, and Colin Munro coming in. So um, I think we've got every chance. If we play like we have done in the 50-over campaign, um, I'd, I'd say we were probably the stand outside in that, in that competition. If we can replicate that form, we must go close. But um, it is a different competition. We're going to have to start well. Um, like in any any format. So, uh, yeah, but as I said, the, the confidence is really high in the group and uh, we'd like to make it a double this year for sure. And Sam, what about you, you as well? I mean, your, your move obviously to Hampshire, you can see why you, uh, you did the move. It's a slightly bigger club. It's no disrespect to Kent. England ambitions did well for the Lions. 
how's your season going? Do you feel as though you're not far off getting that chance for England? Yeah, hopefully. I've been being talked about, um, and that was the, the move is to make sure I was doing it against the, the very best bowlers and and teams in Division One. Um, because you, you know, in Division Two, you can always be labelled as that. You're just scoring Div Two runs. So, hope I've done that. I sort of broke my finger um, and was out for, for nearly two months, which uh, sort of halted the progression. But as I said, I'm you know, just really happy to be at Hampshire and, and playing uh, at that sort of the highest level in, in Division One and. Uh, all I can do is keep scoring runs for Hampshire and, and hopefully something comes up in the future. Well, I did pick you at the start of the season, by the way, my 11 to start <laughs> the season, and Butler. So, uh, Butler got in, but I haven't seen you yet. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you at some point later on in the year. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Sam. Um, Sam Northeast there. Hampshire's Sam Northeast after uh, his move from Kent. I mean, what are the chances, Goffey? I mean, did you ever find yourself in that position? Booed. Uh, of course what? I did. I got <laughs> no. booed. Booed when I went back to Yorkshire for Essex. Uh, you uh, but, you uh, got but booed I soon... by Yorkshire when you were at Yorkshire. Probably. Yeah, I soon shut them up, though, mate. I got six for it. I got 90, <laughs> uh, 95 in the same game as well. So I soon shut them up. <laughs> <laughs> well, shut them up for a while, I imagine. Um, uh, thank, big thanks to Sam Northeast. Mm. We've got plenty to talk about uh, in the show coming. Up, you're listening to Talk Sport 2. This is Darren Goff's Cricket Week. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Funny old game, isn't it? It's a cricket, Goffy, because in football you, you play one team and then you either win or lose and then you play another one. But uh, in cricket you seem to play the same team for quite a long time. <laughs> so we've uh, we've said thanks and uh, good riddance to Pakistan. We've said thanks and goodbye to Australia. Uh, now we've got two months of, uh, of India, starting uh, with a tri-series, uh, sorry, a T20 series uh, in the next couple of weeks, then it'll be the ODIs, and then it'll be August before a five-test series gets underway. I'll tell you what, though, Johnny. Go on. Bad timing, isn't it? The first game of this T20 series. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> been looking just... forward to this India <laughs> coming over to England to, to really test us, because we've not been tested, really, uh, so far. And the first game at Old Trafford is when England are going to be playing Colombia. I know. I don't in even the World think... Cup. You know that... Look, I've been critical of the decision to just play this random five one-day series with Australia, you know, at the expense of a third test against Pakistan. But when you look at the crowds, you can't really argue there isn't... We might be playing them every other weekend. I mean, I think we've played them 38 times, or we've had 38 days of England-Australia cricket in the last 12 months. But you still get full houses. There's appetite for it. Um, And there is a huge appetite for India. But... On any other occasion, a T20 in Manchester on a beautiful, and boy, has the weather been good, a beautiful uh, Tuesday evening. It doesn't start that late, 5.30. That will be a sellout all day long. But I think it will be. I, I think know. it will be. Still. England, Colombia in the, uh, in the World Cup uh, knockout stages. I, I think it will be. I think you obviously they will be outdone by Indian supporters. Um, they'll come and watch some of their heroes. They've got some fantastic players who are national heroes over in India. Um, Dhoni's going to be coming probably. He'll probably come to these shows next year. Won't he? Uh, I don't know if he... Does he still play the 50 overs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll well, be in the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, he'll be coming over for the 50 overs. So he... People want to watch Dhoni. What a fantastic player he's oh. been for years and years and years. And obviously, Kohli, you could argue, one of the best players in the world. Roy Sharma hits sixes for fun. They've got Rahul. They've got Arena. I, th- there's going to be so many Indian supporters um, and cricket fans in general who want to watch this batting lineup uh, uh, perform. I'm not sure if you caught any of the... Because uh, it's working out now, actually, with Ireland playing cricket next door. You know... Um, Pakistan did, India have. They've used it as a kind of warm-up before. Uh, well, you know, obviously matches in their own right, but they're using it as their own warm-up alongside the competition itself. But well, they do right. Bri- brilliant, absolute brilliant scenes from Ireland. You know, full houses, loads of Indian support, loads of Irish support, really good occasion. Um, and they're going to hit, they are absolutely, they're absolutely going to hit the ground running when they, when they play this game tomorrow. 
Of course they are, and that's, that's why they're doing it. And this is why we've talked about it on this show, but England perhaps should be saying, hang on a minute, let's not have the touring teams play Ireland in a warm-up before these games. Wow, that's it, England it? themselves should be playing a little well, that's, warm-up that's what they're to, to do. get into it, because obviously it benefited Pakistan. Yep. They hit the ground running against England in that first test, and now we're, we're, hopefully uh, we'll see a closer series. I want it to be a close series. Yeah, I want it to be yeah. hard fought uh, between India and England. I think it's a fantastic uh, matchup. You've got India, who have been fantastic in um, T20 cricket for a long time now. The kings of it, really. And this England team playing some cricket. They're taking it to another level, scoring 400, record 400 scores in 50 overs. They scored uh, another big score against Australia the other night. Uh, to win that game, um, 221 for five with Butler. And that batting lineup for England is as exciting as the India batting lineup. So I think it's a great contest. There's a couple, I think India have been a bit unlucky with injuries, haven't they? Uh, they've lost, obviously, uh, Bumrah, who we all know is yeah. um very impressive uh, performer um, over the last couple of years, uh, whether it be the IPL or whether. So I think he's a massive loss. Um, but it'll be interesting um, what sort of contest it is. Uh, let's hear from the captain, Virat Kohli. He says his side are good enough to cause England problems. We believe in our abilities as a team and um, we obviously have a lot of T20 experience. We've just come off the IPL and a couple of games uh, against Ireland as well where the team has looked great. And um, look, obviously in T20 cricket, the wickets are going to be um, you know, something that provide entertainment to the crowd. So there's no one team that has an advantage uh, in this format. I feel anyone who plays well on, on that particular day has uh, better chances of winning. And we, we expect England to come hard at us. And, um, you know, we certainly want to play some um, positive and hard-fought cricket. And um, it's going to be an exciting series for sure. Um, we believe that we have the side to uh, put up a great fight. Um, and if you win the crucial moments, then anything can happen on the day. As I said, in T20 cricket, you have to be at your absolute best because the game's so short and you don't have second chances. But uh, we're pretty confident as a side. Virat Kohli there speaking ahead of England against India. The first T20 taking place Tuesday in Manchester. Pleased to say, man who'll be there. Uh, top Indian uh, journalist is uh, Chaitan Narula, part of our Champions Trophy coverage last year as well. Uh, Chaitan, what has uh, India's preparations for this tour been like? We've seen them uh, beat Ireland quite comfortably. Um, have they had a bit of a break as well since the, uh, since the end of the IPL? Is this a rejuvenated and refreshed India side we're about to see? Absolutely. Good to be here, first of all. Um, yes, uh, they are uh, They are refreshed in a way because against Afghanistan, they played a one-off test, which was a couple of weeks ago, uh, just before the team left for England. But again, they did not have a full-strength side there. Uh, Virat Kohli was absent. Bhuvneshwar Kumar, Jaspreet Bumra, they were absent there. Uh, the two leg spinners, they were not part of the test side as well. So uh, for the Afghanistan test, the side was a bit different. Uh, Second string test side, you can say so. Ajinkar Hanale has that side. So, yes, they have all had a break. Virat Kohli was supposed to come and play county cricket here. That didn't happen. So, all of them have had a decent enough break. And I think uh, the Ireland tour was uh, something that worked really well because uh, you you did play international matches. But again, I, when I was there in Ireland, and I just didn't get the feeling that the intensity was the same. It was almost like a pre, you know, every time they play an overseas important tour, they go and they have a bit of a warm-up when they... When you're just fine-tuning things, you're just checking that, okay, this works, this works, this works. This doesn't work, we'll make it work. You know, you just tinker around and you make sure that everything is uh, tuned up nicely for the big moments. And that is, that is what uh, Ireland, the Ireland Tour wa- was. No, disre- no disrespect meant to the Irish cricket team, but again, there was a gap between the quality of the two sides. So uh, it was easy. It was, uh, you know, also considering the weather conditions, it was hot in Ireland, it's hot in Manchester, um, there's, a, there's a cool breeze, but, you know, India will be very happy with the weather right now in, in the UK. So, all in all, it, it's worked really well for India, coming in, settling in, and uh, I think uh, they're just looking forward to get going tomorrow. Do you know what, this is how good India are for me, is, but when you've got people, spinners, world-class spinners like Ashwin and like Jadeja, you've had Arbhajan Singh, um, who's probably coming towards the end of his career now, but three fantastic spinners who get nowhere near this T20 side at the moment because you've got the two wrist spinners who have been absolutely outstanding for India, haven't they? Uh, Shahal and uh, Guldeep Yadav. Uh, those two uh, for young, young, young lads have put in the performances, haven't they? 
Absolutely. Uh, just going back a year back to the Champions Trophy, as John, Jonathan mentioned, um, we're looking at uh, what India did different since then. They decided that, okay, the finger spinners are not doing the trick for them. They, and, you know, obviously, like you said, Ashwin and Jareja are huge names considering uh, they'll be part of the test side here later in the summer. So uh, huge names to just, you know, tell them to step aside, get the wrist spinners in. And they've been to West Indies. They've been to Sri Lanka, played at home against Australia, New Zealand, top sides. Um, again, Sri Lanka at home, and then went to South Africa. And that was a huge series for them. And, uh, you know, India won 5-1 over there, took the two T20, uh, T20 series 2-1 as well. That was a huge series going overseas, where the conditions are a little different from subcontinental conditions in that the pitches are a bit slow, have a little more bounce. There's a little bit of wind around, open, open stadiums, more wind, allowing that, that drift. And this has been a really vital experience for them. And... Uh, Building up to the World Cup, the wrist spinners are going to be very, very important. Most teams will give an arm off to have the one-leg spinner in their side. India has two. One is orthodox, one is unorthodox. And I think the biggest challenge for England will be, uh, Ian Morgan was uh, really non-committal about this challenge of spin. He said, you know, we need to concentrate on pace also today in the press conference. But uh, I think England's biggest challenge in terms of shot making, will be against these two wrist spinners. Well, let's hear from Owen Morgan, who, uh, as you uh, as you mentioned, uh, Chayton, expecting a different challenge against India. It generally is a different challenge, um, particularly when you play against subcontinental teams. It's it's normally, uh, you know, exposes, I suppose, sides like ourselves, Australia, South Africa, to spin, reverse swing, to completely different challenges up. We're normally used to, um, but hopefully we've done enough training, and you know we're in the middle of our summer. We've played a lot of cricket so far. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to deal with it. Just Butler opened the batting against Australia. Is there still a fluidity in terms of your thinking about the batting lineup? Could we see more experimentation in this series? No, I think you will see more experimentation. Um, I think we've got to be open to what might be the best combination down the line. I don't think here and now making a good solid decision and sticking with it for the next two years is, I don't think it's productive and healthy. I think if we can be as adaptable as we can moving forward um, and with one eye on the World Cup in Australia and with two seasons of the Big Bash to go through, some of our guys might go down there and absolutely tear it up. So you have to be open-minded about potentially changing the order down the line. There's uh, Owen Morgan talking about uh, the challenge facing England and also this uh, fluidity that uh, England are promising to bring to their batting lineup. Uh, when you look at batting lineups, though, uh, India's one uh, is uh, is well versed in, in winning games of cricket. Rohit Sharma, Shikhar Dhawan, we know uh, plenty about them. K.L. Rahul, um, who has uh, played as an opener as well as uh, coming in down the order, possibly with a point to prove. Then you've got Kohli, of course, Dhoni. Um, and then uh, possibly the return of Dinesh Kartik um, and, of course, Hardik Pandya, who I'm looking forward to seeing this year in what probably is his first tour of England outside of the Champions Trophy. Uh, Chaitan Larula with us uh, today on uh, Darren Goss Cricket Week. Chaitan, what kind of pitches do you expect uh, India to, to succeed on, to want to see in the next uh, three matches? Um, I, think, uh, I think there will be... Typical English T20 wickets, you know what I mean? You know, slow turning, a bit of bounce in them, very good for batting, which has been the trend for English limited overs cricket over the last two or three years. We've seen uh, the England team uh, playing attacking cricket, and that has been possible because there has been a shift, gradual shift in thinking that, okay, limited overs cricket needs to be aggressive, needs to be exciting. So I think in that sense, they will, they will expect those sort of wickets. Uh, again, like I said, the sun is out, it's baking, tourist spinners will come into place. So uh, in terms of the wickets, not too much different, especially the wrist spinners won't expect something too different from what they experienced in South Africa where they were getting a lot of drift, they were getting a bit of turn. Even if there's a little bit of slow turn in the pitches, I think those two wrist spinners will be really handful. 
I'll tell you what's going to be interesting as well. This that Indian batting lineup, which we all know, we've all seen in the during the IPL tournaments over the past few years, um, smashing six after six after six. Not many spinners have too much success over there. But England's success over the past eighteen months or so in one day cricket has been down to Moin Ali and Adil Rashid's performances. So it's going to be interesting how those how India actually play against England's spinners because it's normally the other way round, isn't it? And now England have got two. Good quality one-day spinners. Absolutely, couldn't agree more. Because uh, when I was counting down the teams uh, over the last year that India has played, if you take Sri Lanka, West Indies, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, none of them have had like a real good quality leg spinner or a quality off spinner in those sides. Um, again, no disrespect to anybody, but again, when you look at this English side, you have Adil Rashid and you have Moin Ali. Moin Ali just had that like, massive experience in the IPL as well which is something that Virat fully touched upon today in the press conference. Uh, so England are one of those sides. They have a wrist spinner. They have an off spinner in there as well. And again, one of the weaknesses, yes, the, this Indian batting lineup in T20 cricket, in ODI cricket, it's really good. But there is a weakness in this batting lineup when it comes to the middle order. It's not settled at all. Even in the Ireland T20s, you know, the runs have come from the top. They have come when... Rohit and Dhawan have batted up top. They've come when Raina and KL Rahul have scored up top. That number four, number five, there's a void that has not really been filled up. There is MS Dhoni, but nowadays he takes a little bit of time to get going. Manish Pandey, he's, 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 he's had a good average in the last four or five months in T20 international cricket. But he's somebody, again, who takes a lot of time. So before Hardik Pandya comes in, and again, like John said, you know, you want to see more of Hardik Pandya. I think... Hardik Pandya will be used as a weapon against those two spinners, Adil Rashid and Moin Ali, because he's somebody who likes to play those big shots against spinners. But even then, um, if there is a gap that England would want to exploit in this Indian middle order, Indian batting lineup, it is that, uh, that middle order. Chaitan, thanks so much for your time. No doubt we'll be uh, talking to you throughout this, uh, this series and uh, the ODIs and test series that follow it as well. It's going to be uh, really interesting to see how these two teams shape up. Uh, we know so much about the, uh, the dangers of this Indian side. Um, looking forward to, as you said, Goffey, seeing hopefully a, a little bit more of a tight contest over the next uh, couple of months or so. And certainly uh, you'd have to expect it will go that way. Uh, plenty more still to talk about on the show. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week and this is TalkSport 2. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. So the uh, Vitality T20 Blast kicks off this week. And uh, so to look ahead to that, I 
thought we should uh, we should probably ask uh, a member of the uh, triumphant team from 2017, the Knotts Outlaws. Uh, Talksport 2 were up there for the finals day at Edgbaston. Uh, brilliant occasion as ever. Uh, our next guest, well, the last time England uh, fans saw him in action, he was dead batting. He was uh, scoring at a half century that won a uh, series win, a famous one for New Zealand um, in Christchurch, was it? Oh, well, we can ask him, can't we? Uh, East Sodi, leg spinner, uh, part of the uh, the triumphant Knots Outlaws team last year, back for a second go. Uh, East, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're going to put uh, your bat down for this one, I suppose. You won't be called upon in T20 unless something goes very wrong. Um, but just how big a challenge is it for you and the team to do what you what you did last year and win the title? Yeah, good day, lads. Thanks for having me. Um, obviously, winning a title itself is quite tough, but I think retaining a title is even harder because um, you know most teams know what we do well, and I guess they'll be they'll be planning on how to combat that. So I think it's definitely going to be a lot tougher than what it was last year. I think one thing that's been positive at the competition, we've seen this new tournament coming up in 2020, but the sales, the pre-sales for this year's tournament have been out of this world. So it should be with the weather we're getting, mate. We're getting New Zealand weather, aren't we? <laughs> I must say, mate, since I've been here, uh, I've been here about a week now. I got here Sunday last week. I don't, I don't think I've seen a single cloud in Nottingham. So um, obviously <laughs> advocating some... Uh, some great marketing for the city itself, but now it's been going really, really well and it's been quite warm. So um, I don't know if that means the wickets are going to be a little bit drier, but uh, but anything that they can help them move a little bit on Trent Bridge will be uh, much welcomed by the bowlers, I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you what, the pitches are going to be flat, uh, especially at Trent Bridge. We've seen some record scores over the last couple of seasons there. It's not an easy place to bowl, is it, Ish? No, it's definitely, uh, I think, well-documented as one of, the, one of the tougher places to bowl in the world. But, you know, I think... Um, the way that we play, I think we score a lot of runs. We've got a lot of really dynamic batsmen at the top of our order. So, um, regardless of what team, what score, uh, I guess the team puts in front of us, um, we back ourselves to take it down. I'm sure. Uh, Ish, uh, you, you're not alone, are you, in these part of the world by Kiwis? They uh, they seem to frequent the Isle uh, during this part of the year. There's plenty over here, and that's, I suppose, testament to uh, just how in demand and how successful the uh, the New Zealand cricket's going at the moment. Yeah, it's been fantastic to see a lot of Kiwis over here, and I think for the Vitality Blast, you know, there's quite a few. I think um, in the in the North League, um, obviously, our first game against Birmingham, there's three Kiwis there. You know, obviously Jitten Patel, Grant Elliott, and and Colin De Grandholm. So I think it's going to be really good to to catch up with those blokes and and hopefully uh, hopefully turn them over. I think it's always always more satisfying when you can get an old teammate for sure. And spin plays a massive part. We've seen that over the years now in T20. And most of the teams are trying to pack their side with at least one international spinner. So uh, it, it should be an interesting summer. Yeah, you know, spin bowlers have made a massive impact over the past you know, five to ten years in T20 cricket. And I think, um, you know, so, some spinners uh, do really well in terms of containing containing uh, batting, batting lineups and things like that. But I think at Twin Bridge, uh, the team that gets the most wickets is always going to come up on top. And I think um, that's definitely something I've learned from last year. So I'm hoping to implement uh, that attacking sort of bowling in, into this tournament. Have you seen much of uh, Majibul Rahman, from, uh, who's going to be playing for Hampshire, and obviously Rashid Khan at Sussex? Have you seen much of them? Yeah, look, I was, I was fortunate enough to play against him in the IPL, and, and they're both fantastic bowlers. You know, I think Afghanistan is producing some amazing spin bowlers. I, I don't quite know what it's like... Um, domestically there, but I'd assume there'd be some really good spin talent there as well. But mm. yeah, those those two guys have burst on the scene tremendously well. Obviously, really young guys, and um, and they're dominating. You know, watching Rashid Khan is probably the most exciting cricket that I get to watch these days. And um, and Mujib Rahman's not too far behind. Ish, uh, you've played in the IPL this year. I mean, how did you find that compared to your experiences in the Blast? Yeah, look, it's a fantastic uh, experience for the IPL. Uh, two completely different different competitions, you know, I think that's the beauty of playing T20 around the world, every competition has its own sort of dynamics and and I guess uh, in India the wickets were a lot drier, uh, some of the grounds were a lot bigger, especially where I played at Rajasthan and so you could bowl a certain way where I think in Etrian uh, Bridge where the batters, I guess, always have, have the opportunity uh, to hit you know, half hits for six, you just have to be that much better with your lengths and be that much braver with your with your ability to flight the ball and and that's definitely something I'm looking to implement this season and, and try to be that aggressive role through the middle for 
for Nottingham as opposed to a defensive role. I'll tell you what, it must be hard now as someone who's in demand for these one-day tournaments around the world. It must be hard to plan your diary because you've got a choice, obviously, um, at this moment in time with the way you're performing. Playing in England, you've got the Canadian League out there, you've got the CPL, which is a great tournament to be part of. I've worked on that and it's, it's <laughs> fantastic. See, there's so much choice, isn't there? You've got to plan the diary in advance. Well, yeah, look, I think that's just the way cricket's going at the moment. I guess the T20 competitions are what people want to see. And I guess a lot of players are really enjoying playing T20 cricket now as well. But uh, I think coming back to Nottingham, if I had the opportunity to do that, and I think um, I've been really thankful to, to have a second stint, was definitely something I wanted to come and do again. Because uh, while the cricket's probably the most challenging T20 cricket uh, for a bowler, especially in Nottingham, that I've ever had, I think it helped me improve a lot as a bowler and, and go back to New Zealand and and kind of just be a little bit better, to be honest. And um, and the blokes that you play with are fantastic. So uh, you, you come over here, you really enjoy yourself, and you improve your game, I think, is a really good package for me. Uh, Isha, you know, you've had some disappointment with New Zealand over the last few years, at times maybe not playing as much as you should have done. Uh, but 2018 so far, uh, playing that integral part of, uh, of the draw that won the series in the Test uh, victory uh, against England, a call-up to the IPL... Um, and if you can go back to back titles as well, is this? Are you? Are you? Do you feel like you're at the place where you've uh, you've you've tried to get to for so many years? Um, I suppose so. You know, I think um, when you say so many years, it sounds like I'm about 35. But uh, <laughs> I've just, yeah, I've just been. Well, I'm 25 years old at the moment, and I think I've been uh, really lucky to have some of the experiences I've had. And I guess, like all cricketers, you get frustrated sometimes when you feel like you should be playing. Uh, when, when perhaps you're not and um, I think that's only natural uh, being a young player but I definitely think I've made a lot of improvements off the, off the park in terms of my fitness and, and all my habits habits off the field and, and things like that I think it's really helped my bowling you know coming to Trent Bridge I think I've left a far better bowler the last time and, and I'm hoping to do the same this time around and, and hopefully carry on some of that, that success into the 2019 season where the World Cup is, is around the corner and, and getting a chance to play at some of these grounds I think is is something that I can look into and hopefully prepare for for a tournament which I really want to target. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Each, thanks for joining us on the show. Really be interesting to see how you guys go. That, uh, that rerun against uh, Birmingham, of course, you played in the final last year. Should be pretty tasty with all the Kiwis in it as well as uh, what happened in the past. But, uh, yep, go well. And thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, thanks for the support, guys. Cheers. That's it. Right. Ish Sodi, leg spinner, uh, a member of the Knots Outlaws, and of course, uh, a big part of that, that uh, Kiwi team that England came up against during the winter. Uh, plenty more to come on the show. We're going to have a look at the uh, England ladies who won another tournament. Uh, hear from Steve Smith and David Warner and uh, talk uh, about uh, all the other cricket that's been going on in the past week. You're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2 with myself, John Norman, and the main man, Darren Goff. Um, Goffy, Steve Smith and David Warner banned from cricket for a year. We all know why. Uh, but uh, hang on, they're, they're banned they're from playing. cricket. They're playing more they're cricket playing. Than, than most guys actually are playing around the world. So. It's Canadian T20. I mean... Look, the model now for uh, these uh, these leagues, it's not about getting bums on seats. It's about getting it beamed over to India. Uh, Hong Kong yeah. Blitz is the same. It's not many people in the stands. I actually haven't seen much of this. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It is on TV, I believe. Macca, Andrew McKenna, told me which channel it is today. Um, you have to pay for it, though. You have to... Oh, do join, you? Yeah. You, I, don't, I think it's one of those channels, if you've got Sky TV, you can go to it, but you have to pay extra. I oh, think, yeah. Well, I'm to, all right, then. I'm, I'm covered. Yeah, um, to, to watch it, yeah. Steve Smith back. He scored a few runs. David Warner uh, didn't. Uh, but something interested me. I was listening to their their uh, post-match or pre-match comments. Let's hear from Steve Smith first. He was saying how mentally fatigued he was after the Ashes. It's been tough, but... You know, I think I, I needed a break, um, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously come under some ordinary circumstances, but I was really mentally fatigued. Um, after the, the Ashes, I put so much into the Ashes that, you know, I even think back to the one-day games after the Ashes, I, I don't think I've ever hit the ball that bad in my life. 
Um, I was making horrible decisions and I just felt horrible at the crease. And, um, you know, I think it all just comes down to the, the mental sort of part of the game and just putting so much into that Ashes back home that it, it just took just so much out of me. Okay, uh, so that's Steve Smith talking uh, about uh, how he felt after the Ashes. And now let's hear from David Warner. It definitely has been, um, not just for me, but for my family. Um, obviously, the, the fans out there that, that support cricket and Australian cricket. So, you know, I, I'm responsible for that. Um, you know, that's my fault, and, you know, and it's why I've had some tough times. But, you know, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm big, I'm strong, and, you know, I'll, I'll move forward and uh, keep continuing to move forward and making sure I'm get, doing the right things at the right time to, to, you know, to keep playing the best cricket I can. Me and Steve, we're good mates, you know. If people hang in the hotel, they'll see us, you know, hanging out with each other and stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it was a big thing that happened. And for us, you've got to handle it in your individual way and then how you handle it collectively. And we haven't really been able to catch up because he's been away. You know, Cameron's been in Perth and, and I've been doing what I'm doing. And I've got you know, family at home. So it's been hard, but this has been good. We've caught up. We've had numerous chats and I'm sure we'll hang out plenty more. We're in the same hotel. You know, being at home for the last 12 weeks was great for me it was great for my mind um, you know there's a lot of mental scars after the ashes um, and that probably saw my form and maybe Steve as well um, in that one day series against England you know, it, it takes a lot out of you and um, you know moving on to you know to South Africa and then what happened you know it was, it was really really tough and you know we're responsible for that and we're, and we're moving on so just to recap, it was uh, they were both mentally fatigued after the Ashes. Very difficult uh, after uh, after the England games uh, to get back where they wanted to be. Uh, I just wonder: it's, is it just a coincidence that they're both coming up with that line? And we uh, just you know, it was, so it went Ashes, one day series, and then the South Africa series. Um, and in the same, pretty much the same weekend. In the same tournament, following the, uh, the fact that they spent a bit of time together in Canada, they're both trotting out this line. Because, of course, the follow-up to that is, well, were they under this mental fatigued uh, state of mind when they made the decision to uh, to tamper with the ball? Because that, well, that's call what, me that, a that, cynic, but that no, kind of seems where it sounds where they're going. No, I agree with you, I think, especially from Steve, Steve Smith's point of view. But uh, he took the Ashes took that much out of him, and then he continued to play a lot of cricket. Um, so, I mean, is, is this the route we're going down now where players are going to be playing just one form of the game if you play mm-hmm. test cricket? Perhaps Steve Smith, he might be uh, signing his old um, redundancy card there, unless we're going to be honest about it, because if he's saying he felt tired after the Ashes, yeah. well, they'll say to him, Australian Green Ball could easily go to him and say, right, what do you want to play? You can play two out of the three which two are you going to play? Because obviously you can't play all of them as well as keep going off and playing other tournaments around the world. Now, if they want to be Australian cricketers, which I'm sure Steve Smith 100% does, don't blame the other tournaments. He's no need to blame the IPL. He's no need to blame it. There's no, there's no reason for him to do it. He's earning millions by just playing in the uh, for Australia in, in forms of the cricket. So it's down to the players. And, and this is what frustrates me when... If I, I've heard it with England players as well. England players, I'll guarantee you, will come out and say, we've got fatigue. Yet they're all going off and playing in the IPL and picking up injuries. Look at Stokes this year with the injuries. Look at Wokes. Yep, yep. Injuries again. And last year before the Champions And last trophy. year, and it's going to happen again. I mean, and remember KP back in the day? Yeah. You know, went for a jog, pulled his calf, and, you know, he was out for months. Yeah, but but listen, it is good to see Steve Smith playing again and, and, and David Warner. I know he took a lot of stick, David Warner. I actually like him as a cricketer. I think he has got a bit of fight in him. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. Um, Australia will be a better side with those two in it. There's no doubt. I know we, we've had players come on and, and doubt that Warner probably might not come back. Yeah, interesting. But Steve that. Smith, 61 in the first game. He failed in the second one. He only got 10 in the second game. But he's a terrific cricketer. For be out so long under that pressure, that yeah. scrutiny, when he went out for that first game and still put in a performance like that, he's a quality player. And there's no doubt whatsoever he will be back in the Australian team come the World Cup next year. Uh, talking about quality, England uh, triumphing again in a tri-series involving South Africa and New Zealand. Where Remember Amelia Kerr? We had her on, 17-year-old yeah. leggy and uh, opening bat. Um, she starred again, but... Uh, not enough to uh, stop England from uh, from beating New Zealand in the final. 
and uh, and sealing another tournament to go with the, uh, the the series against South Africa before that. They've now got uh, a one-day series in New Zealand coming on. Let's hear from Heather Knight, who was uh, delighted with how things went. We saw how um, well the Kiwis got off today out of the blocks. I think we were a little bit unlucky, obviously, on a very quick pitch and, and quick outfield. But the way the, the girls fought back, that over from Brunty, that over, sorry, um, was outstanding and, and really uh, the way we bowled through the middle. And, yeah, it was just clinical again today. I, I've been really pleased with how consistent the girls have been. Um, there's been some individual performances across the board, which has been lovely. There's a real battle in the uh, pod trying to decide player of the series. And I suppose that must bode well for you that you've got such a well-balanced team. Yeah, definitely. There's been loads of individual performances, as I said, and, and Tammy Beaumont has had a brilliant series again. She obviously got the ODI one, so um, nice for young Sophie Eccleston to pick it up, and, and there's been lots of really good performances, so that's all I can ask from the girls. Everyone's stood up at different times, and, and all you need in T20 is one or two players to really step forward, and, and that's what we've done. And The more we can keep doing that, the more consistent we're going to be in, in a format that is quite hard to get a bit of consistency. Just a quick one to finish on. World Cup just around the corner. If you had your magic wand, what would be one area that you'd like to improve in? Oh, God, Mary Footman's spot here. Um, I think I feel in the last two games has been up to the standard we want to be. I think, um, obviously, it wasn't at the start of the series. So if we can keep doing that consistently, that'll be uh, brilliant. Sky Sports Mel Jones there asking the questions. I mean, uh, for me, what's heartening about uh, the victory is it came against a good Kiwi side. Mm. And that's what women's cricket needs, isn't it? It needs, it needs more than three or four countries operating at real high level. It needs all of them to be there. That needs investment from all the other cricket boards. And, you know, with New Zealand's really starting to improve over the last couple of years. South Africa, OK, they need to work on their bowling a bit, but they reached the India semi-finals. Are India are getting better. West Indies. Well, West Indies won it a couple of years yeah. ago. It just helps with the overall product, doesn't it? And it just means that the game's... I've got so much more importance in the group stages. You're not having to wait till the semi-finals to to see mm. really close matchups. You've heard me on this um, show. Um, one of the all he wants to say, women's cricket is going from strength to strength. Yeah. The, the, the way it's improved has been fantastic. Now there is a couple of things we want to see quicker bowlers, perhaps, don't we? So yeah, you yeah. could probably ask the question whether they go a yard closer to the stumps or even two to get that quicker, get them used to facing quicker bowlers, and then they might be able to step up and play uh, mixed cricket at some point. That would be a great tournament down the line. Uh, brilliant stuff, Goffey. Uh, it's good to end on a positive note. Big thanks to uh, East Sodi. Uh, and also Sam Northeast and Chaitan Narula for joining us. Um, will you be in England this time next week? I will. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Uh, you're listening to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.